Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jewish people. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with that person. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the dominion of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the dominion of God without being born of water and the Spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I say to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to Jesus, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you a teacher of Israel, and you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that God gave the Son, the only begotten one, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. What is it that wakes you up at night? What keeps you awake, tossing and turning, unable to finally catch the Z's that you need for a full night's sleep? Or maybe you're one of the lucky ones who falls asleep and stays asleep soundly through the night. It turns out that nighttime is pretty important. Our brains are actually working really hard at night while we sleep. That's when the brain is busy building and strengthening connections between our left and our right brains. Our right, no, sorry, our left and our right hemispheres. We only have one brain. <laughs> our brain is learning to learn in the night. So it's no wonder that when we have trouble sleeping at night, we might say, my brain was so busy, I couldn't sleep. Now I wonder about Nicodemus and his busy brain in the middle of the night. Why wasn't he sleeping, allowing his body to get the rest and his brain to rejuvenate? Why come to Jesus in the middle of the night to ask questions? Nicodemus was a Pharisee, a person of religious authority, one who was known to trust God and live rightly according to the law. And yet, with all of this knowledge and religious experience, he still had questions deeper questions about the presence of God and about the signs from God, questions about life and birth and death 
And he was hoping to get some solid answers. He was hoping that with his private study time with Jesus, he would get answers to those questions that he had. But the conversation likely only led to more questions. Nicodemus is not the only person to meet Jesus in the middle of the night. Many of us have done the same. Often it is in the darkness, in the middle of the night, that we wrestle with our own questions about the presence of God and seek signs and answers from the Holy One. Pastor Mary Lunty writes in her blog, Nicodemus lives in every one of us who has ever come up against the limits of reason, in the illness or death of a child, in the powerlessness of addiction, in the panic that no one will ever love us the way we want or we deserve to be loved. Nicodemus lives in all of us who have seen our dreams or careers or relationships derailed, who have lived with a blank dullness of depression. And we, like Nicodemus, seek answers and signs as we despair over the human condition and as we face our own mortality. And so it is fitting that this text comes to us in the season of Lent, when we walk the path of self-examination, when we take stock of who we are and what we have and how God is in the midst of all of it. Near the end of this exchange between Jesus and Nicodemus, there is a, comes the quote, the most memorized Bible verse of all. Martin Luther called it the gospel in miniature, the good news in one short verse. It's so famous that it's not unusual to see this, to see people holding a sign that says John 3.16, like we're all supposed to know what that means. And, but many of us do because lots of us memorized it. God so loved the world that God gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. But I think moving too quickly to that verse gives the illusion that our struggle with knowing and believing can be easily reconciled. What if before going there, we lingered more intentionally with Nicodemus, asking questions, examining our lives, living in the mystery, Perhaps if we did, we'd realize and appreciate the honest resistance that we experience when we hear God's promises. What if those promises seem as odd to us as they did to Nicodemus? Born again? How can that be? No one can go back into their mother's womb, can they? Nicodemus, I can just see him like shaking his head in disbelief, thinking that he was having this crazy nighttime dream that didn't make any sense at all. But you see, he was taking the words too seriously, too literally, physically instead of spiritually. And so then the conversation gets even more dreamlike and mysterious. Jesus says, you will be born anew. The wind blows where it chooses and you will hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. And so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Water, Spirit, wind, new life, all of this mysterious language and imagery has often been tied to the gift of baptism when we are born again. 
Now, Lutherans may not use that phrase very often, but it is true that we are born again in the waters of baptism, made new in the waters of baptism, given new life in the waters of baptism. And so we are not stuck forever in our own mess. We are made new each day, a gift and a call to live, to live life fully in the light of Christ, the light that shines in the midst of our deepest darkness, the light that will not fall under the shadow of our biggest doubts and fears or be blown out by despair, but the light that will shine even when we least expect it. Because what comes next is my favorite verse in the Bible, John 3.17. God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That's John 3.17. And it should be memorized right along with the verse that precedes it. God intends good for us, both here in our life together and in ultimately in our eternal life with God. God has promised to redeem the world in and through Jesus. And we are free, free to struggle and question, free to succeed and fail, free to live and love and die, all knowing that in Christ, God has saved the whole world. And so we continue our journey through Lent, facing our doubts and fears, sometimes even bringing them to Jesus in the middle of the night, yet resting in the promises of God's saving grace. In our darkest nights and our most joyful days, we are rejuvenated to serve our neighbor and to let Christ's light shine through us. Amen.